Good evening, everyone. Um, if you are just joining us, uh, this is Amegu Space, and we are discussing the copyright and the, in, and the creative industry, how it affects uh, creative industry. And we are looking at it. We have um, Christian, who is a professional, is a lawyer, is a is a copyright professional. So he's giving us insight on how it works, and what needs to be done as an artist or a creative. If you are a creative, if you want to protect your property, your intellectual property what you need to do, and things that can actually be protected. He made us understand not every work can be protected. And when you put out work and it is not properly documented, that copyright may not protect you know, your interest. That you need to put your work documented. You need to put your work together, then document it and record it so that you will have evidence to prove that it rightly belongs to you. And he made mention about uh, compilation, digit compilation, and you know and how it works in nigeria and he also delved into some other aspects he made me you know talked about um how yeah you need to have irrespective of quality of your content right that irrespective of quality of your content that's provided it belongs to you provided that it's well documented that it's rightly yours and he has a lot of things that he also intends to explain to us and we have those other questions to ask and uh, you know so what is copyright what is the essence of copyright and uh, why why is the law interested in granting now under the law we have uh, what the copyright act and the law has said that for you to be entitled to copyright protection for any work you produce that your work must be original now this originality presupposes an independent creation and not necessarily something that is new something that has not been seen or heard anywhere no it means that you must have put in sufficient effort into creating something to make it original. And when you have created that um, something, that work, you have to fix it in a definite medium. So this is where the law will now come in to protect that work as a copyright work. When we talk about fixation, because this is one aspect where some people have issues, what is um, fixation? The law says that a work is required to be fixed in a definite medium, in any definite medium of expression, whether known now or whether uh, it will be developed later. And the essence of there are so many reasons why this is um, required. Fixation is important, especially for evidential uh, evidence purposes, for you to prove that you have, you know, created this work, for you to prove when you created the work, especially in, in cases where issues of infringement come up. It is this fixation in this medium, any medium, whether by writing it down, whether by recording it in a tape or over the internet or anywhere. It is this medium, this fixation that you've done that will help you to prove that you are indeed the one that created it for. You created it and, you know, any other thing you need for the purposes of um, evidence. Fixation also clarifies questions or issues of um, authorship and ownership. And it also provides tangibility for copyright work. Because if you have an idea in your head without fixing it in any definite medium, it is not, uh, 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 nobody will read about it. You've not, you know, produced it in a tangible form that somebody can be able to oh, look at it and say, wow, this is a nice work or, you know, this is a nice novel or song or whatever. So that's actually the essence of um, fixation. So I, I think I will also mention later that um, copyright law does not protect ideas. It protects your expression of the idea. Still talking on the issue of fixation, so I was um, giving an example of uh, stand-up comedians that, you know, um, perform on stage or in events and the rest of that. And um, without fixing that performance in a definite medium, that person cannot be said to have, um, you know, fulfilled the requirements of copyright protection, and that work may not be eligible for copyright protection. And in fact, if someone else records that performance, it is deemed that the, the person who now did the recording is the one that will have the copyright over the recording that he has done, and not the person talking on stage. So the so uh, rec um, copyright centers on just recording your work. That's what it centers on. If you have a, if you have something, so if you conceive something, if you conceive an idea, if you have an idea only, um, it's not guaranteed, right? But if you perform exactly. it, and if you perform it, 
without even having it you know uh, recorded before performing it is still not your exclusive idea um your exclusive uh, property until it is properly what's documented is that what you're saying yes let me uh, to put it in another form you have an idea and then you put it down in a form that can be seen later either writing it down either recording it either performing it and record the performance like in any form that it can be seen later and not a one-off thing so those are just the two requirements originality and fixation all right thank you go ahead um, uh, with your point i needed to uh, get that clarification all right so under the copyright act we have six categories of work that um, can be protected they are eligible uh, for protection and they are the literary works like all the novels and the, the articles the stories that we read the musical works the songs the artistic works the drawings and the rest cinematography movies you have the sound recordings uh that's the beating and the rest used for songs and then the broadcast we also have other rights but we won't go to into all those ones like under what the ones we call the neighboring rights you know um, um performance rights for those that art films and performing music and the rest of them so for each of these type of works uh, these six categories that i've mentioned they are all defined under the act and each one has like its um requirements or other things broad category uh, other categories of work that can come under each one but won't spend time in um, all those things and then when you look at the definition of all these works under the act under the law you find that there is something common in the definition it will tell you a musical work is blah 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 irrespective of musical quality an artistic work is blah 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 irrespective of artistic quality so it keeps on repeating that irrespective of that works quality. So what it means that copyright is not interested in how good or how bad your work is for you to get protection. So for example, you can someone can perform a song and you, the way we say it, this song is rubbish. No matter how rubbish the song is, it is still eligible for copyright protection. No matter how dry the comedy or the movie is, it is still eligible for copyright protection. So quality of the work is not um, necessary. And then again, someone can, you can have a copyright in a work, in your song or something, and another person does a compilation of several works, including your own, and that person will still gain a copyright. A perfect example is this um, um, compilation. Okay, let me use even DJs. DJs, they are perfect examples. You know, they collect a lot of songs and put it together with a particular um, soundtrack and the rest of them. The DJ will have his own copyright in the compilation, while the other people will have copyright in their various work. Obviously, it's expected that DJ will have them um, get their consent to use their work. Another example is this um, cultural praise by Casey. You see that it's a compilation of different songs. And of course, earlier in the year, one of the um, copyright owners of one of the songs used, sued him for copyright infringement. He didn't get his consent and he used the song in the compilation. So Casey has a copyright in the compilation that he has performed, but the other individuals that have each of the songs also have copyright in their various works. So your work is not ineligible for copyright protection, notwithstanding the fact that you infringed another person's right. And uh, Christian, if you can hear me, I would like to know exactly the, what is this intellectual property and why is it important in the music industry? Okay, so... Um, just to go straight to that, it's uh, important because that's what guarantees you the, the uh, revenue from what you have done. You know, under copyright, we have um, a theory that we call the fairness theory. That is um, the sweat of a man's bro. If you have spent time, your energy, whether intellectual or physical energy, to do something, it is expected morally and legally that you have to get something in return you can't spend your time writing a book and um, years and writing and researching and publishing a book and you end up not getting anything in return so that's why there is copyright mm. to make sure that but when you develop a yeah. work whether song drama or anything the law will help you to recoup 
your expense and even make profit yes. from what you have developed. Wow. Okay, so now you know. And I heard yeah, we 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 hear yeah. you know intellectual properties. We hear a lot of things like patents. We have like trademarks, a copyright. What is this thing? What are these jargons? What do they mean? Yeah, for most of them, all of them are all um, relevant to creatives, but they are all distinct. They protect um, different aspects of intellectual work. So copyrights protect, like I, I mentioned earlier, six categories of work. Yeah. Literary works, sound recording, brokers, and the rest of them. That's for copyright. Trademarks protect names, logo, slogan, images, um, you know, whatever you are known for, okay. you understand, source of origin, once you mention that name, anybody that hears the name or sees the name or the logo will know, oh, this is it. If I hear Amegu as a trademark, I know who um, the reference is being made to, you right? So for creatives, aside your, the work you create, which are protected by copyright, there are other aspects of things that can be protected by trademark, like the title of your album mm. cannot be protected by okay. or you can trademark yeah, it. Even the name of the artist, example for uh, uh, especially artists that use them fancy made up mm. names, right? Like it's Daniel, both the keys, Daniel the KZZ and the SS, all of them are yeah. trademarks. Um, I filed her name recently as a trademark. And like we have so many artists that have registered their names. Okay. Now, in in registering in registering these designs, in having this trademark and copyright, does it have limitation? Does it have territory that it only operates? Or is it worldwide? For example, uh, Whiskey has a, um, a trademark or you know the catchphrase Star Starboy, but it was used by the Weekend. And can we say Whiskey should be able, should go and reclaim that Starboy, or does does that uh, trademark only exist within Africa or Nigeria? Does it also cross to America? So, can you balance us on that? Intellectual property right your location, your territory. So, if you file a trademark in Nigeria, you only have the right to market in Nigeria. Don't be surprised that under elsewhere. So that's why it's always advised to have the intention of putting into foreign market and the rest of them. And also, yeah, there are what we call under the law, there are what we call the common law rights. Yeah, but without having deep into that, just know that your your intellectual property rights is protected in the territory where you registered it. So Kizdaniel can register, let's say Kizdaniel in Nigeria, and another person can register Kizdaniel in South Africa. Or in the US, it's allowed. Same with copyright. But for example, when it comes to copyrights, there are extensions like the law tries to protect your work, not just in your location, but elsewhere, subject to certain treaties and laws and agreements. Mm. Right? So that's why you have um, a musician in Nigeria being able to get royalties for work used abroad. That's not an easy thing to do. But it's possible. So let's say you um you have a song in Nigeria and you are registered with a collect. I will I will explain collecting societies later because this is a very important uh, okay. um society for creatives. So but not to but that's my point. Let's say you have a work in a music in Nigeria. Your collecting society in Nigeria is helping you to gather royalties from uh, um companies, hotels, and people that are using that song, they can as well help you get royalties from um, other um, users abroad. If, let's say, for example, MCSN, the mm -hmm. collective society, if they have a bilateral agreement with a collective society in the US, for example, let's say BMI, and they have this agreement so that the BMI guys in US who collect royalties for internet over there, and, and the Nigerian collective society in Nigeria will be able to also get royalties for their own members and then, you know, exchange fees, right? So, so these are a few examples where you can say you can enforce your right internationally.
But generally speaking, IP rights, intellectual property rights are limited by the territory where the protection is being um, granted. So maybe I could talk on collecting societies. Mm. So under the law, under copyright act, each genre of work, each category of copyright work is expected or it's allowed for a collecting society, for there to be a collecting society for each work. For musical work, we have MCSN, we used to have to some, but there are so many litigation issues around that. For less, there um, um, cinematography, more the visual world, you have the AVRS and, sub and the rest of them. So what they do, what their work is, is, is they are a society, because you as an artist, it will be nearly impossible for you to go around the entire Nigeria to be, you know, following up on people that are using your work and be collecting royalties from okay. them. It's not possible. Based in Lagos or you're based in Enugu and somebody is using your song in Kaduna, you cannot even go there to collect royalties. So that's why there are these, um, we have these collecting mm. societies. So their work is as an organization. You come and register with them. Most of the artists register with them. They have a list of members and a bundle of um, works. They have a list of all your songs and the rest. Now, of course, they have the capacity at least for you. So if, let's say, a hotel in any is always playing your song, they have the right to go to that hotel and demand for royalty on your behalf. Mm. As you are, as a member, you are giving them the license mm. over your work. Demand for you to grant licenses for other people and the rest of them. So they will collect royalties from the hotel. They will collect, uh, collect royalties from um, transportation company. They will collect from okay. uh, everybody using your and the way they feel this is always dependent on the nature of the business. Like, let's say if the business is the kind of business that needs that music, for example, as an integral part of their business, like to clubs, their royalties will be more than people that don't utterly need it. Mm. Right? Mm. So if, if they want to hire up a song from a club, then it's expected that for, for a hotel that is just playing the song in their lounge, they will be collecting maybe like 100 naira per song or something like that. So for every individual that wants to use your work, it's expected that the person will get your consent or a license from you to use it. Either you're giving it the person free to use or the person is okay. paying. Either yeah. way, uh, your consent. Christian, you were talking about collection um, societies. And I would like us to talk about this very precisely. Because we have, um, it's very important in every uh, industry to have an active collection society. And you mentioned Koson. How effective and how you know, uh, active is this organization in Nigeria? How effective are they, the collection societies? Are they functioning and what is the problem? Is it that the um, artists or the creatives are not interested in registering with them or that they are not doing what they're supposed yeah. to do? What is actually the problem? Personally, I would say that they are functioning. Okay. At are afraid to register with them. Some artists, that because they will tell you to give them a license to issue other people licenses and collect royalties for you and the rest of them. Some so, feel they now, are going to sell their yeah, rights. Now, when we know, we know that radio stations play music artist songs. Hotels, DJs all over the country, they play artist songs. Who collects royalty from these people? Because obviously they don't pay anyone to play artist song. So who actually collects exactly. this royalty from? Are we saying that big artists like Davido or Flavor or Fino are not registered with Kosun? And if they are registered, who collects their royalty from radio stations across Nigeria that play their song? Exactly. If you are if you are registered with a collecting society, they will do that on your behalf. If you are not, you collect it yourself. Nothing stops you from demanding royalties from people playing your songs, right? Yeah. Personally, because you are the owner. 
But if for, for you for, for you to make things easy for you, you can register with the collecting society and they will do it on your behalf. Okay. And they are ready to use it. Recently, I read in where they picketed um, of this hotel, uh, one of the big hotels in Lagos because they sent them demand letter and they are refusing to pay and they blocked the entrance gate. Wow. You know, they also to take you to court. Let, let's say they are demanding royalties from a TV station or a radio station and you're not paying. The collecting society can sue you on behalf of the act. That is one of the powers you give to them at the point okay. of registration. Okay, what about IP uh, framework? Um, you know, we spoke about trademark and um, in having an IP train, um, framework, in what, are, what do we need to know as an artist? What, if, for example, you know, when, if you're an artist, you, you can actually trademark maybe your brand, music brand, or your, even your catchphrase or something that is very, um, uh, something that's very unique to you. You can actually trademark it. And how are we going to do is are there any step that we need to know to that, that we need to take in order to get this thing done trademarking your maybe your 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 logo or your catchphrase yeah. or something that is very unique to you can you can we get more insights on that yeah okay so first when you've identified name or the logo you want to trademark you have to register it at the trademark register if you don't register it, you also have a right in, over, in common law. But that's usually difficult to enforce. It's easier for you to enforce a registered right than an unregistered one. So when you want to register your rights, you have the name of the code I want to register. You take that name. You can do it yourself at the registration. You can do it to an accredited agent and an IP lawyer. Mm. Right? You file, you implement the answer. On the examination, but there are circumstances where your name cannot be registered. It's not important that once you find it, registered file and discover that that name you want to register is already similar to someone else's name in that same um, net class of business. They will register it, right? And if you file and they say, oh, this name that you want to register is scandalous. Is this, how can you come to register bastard as a name? You know, they, they can refuse. There are reasons why um, your application can be refused. But assuming it is accepted, it will be accepted. You will be, get, uh, be given a document, acceptance letter. It will be published in a journal. Anybody feels like you want to register his own, is infringing on his own um, name person can oppose your registration. If not, you'll be given a certificate. And once you have your certificate, you have the sole and exclusive right to that mm. name for the classes of services to register it for. Okay. So now, you know, the, the, this whole, the, the, the copyrights and intellectual property issue is quite a very technical issue. Um, and it has a lot of interpretation that can actually be done by mostly entertainment lawyer but there's a problem that's actually quite prevalent in the industry and i've heard it from a couple of you know persons that there is debt of entertainment lawyers why is it so why do we have many sectors you know lawyers in many sectors but entertainment why do we have very few of them in entertainment and what can be done about this Well, I don't. I well, I I think there are not so many, but um, for in this Lagos, I think you have quite a number, quite a number, and um, I also think that one of the reasons why people shy away from it probably because um, <laughs> I don't know whether to say that the, the money is not there or because people because one difficulty we we as lawyers do have with some artists especially young artists is that at the initial stages of their career they find it difficult to engage lawyers they go ahead and sign contracts because they are eager to blow they are eager to move into the market this and that they sign contracts without the help of there are lawyers that are ready to help you review the contracts and probably you know negotiate some terms you sign off, you can sign contracts where the, they are written for you that you, you've assigned all your rights, all your copyright and everything, your trademark, everything. You assign it to the record label. 
some of them go ahead to sign off all those things. They are not at that point. They are not ready to listen to lawyers. All they are interested in is, I want to blow first. Let me make the money. Even if you are talking about in free, I was listening to an interview by one artist that used to be signed on to um, David um, um, label test. Say that he's not even interested in infringement. In fact, that it's good that people are even mass producing their tapes and the rest of them because it makes them sell. Fans. Why do you think this is this is a very this, this is actually a very prevalent um, opinion among um, uh, artists in Nigeria? Um, you, you remember in twenty in two thousand and nine, I should say, in two thousand nine, the piracy became very prevalent online. We had a lot of um, online blogs that pirated a lot of uh, the, the music at the time. And I do not think, uh, at the time, I remember, you know, when um, they were interviewed, some of the artists said that they don't really care, provided um, their fans, you know, uh, are sourcing for these songs through the, you know, uh, pirated um, uh, means, that is pirated means online. And it is still happening to date. For example, um, Ice Prince and CK were supposed to drop the song um, on Friday. That is on midnight yesterday, midnight. And that song was released on Wednesday evening. On Thursday evening, I'm sorry. It was released earlier before. So it has been happening. Um, a lot of big artists, they will announce their album maybe tomorrow, or usually on Friday. That is a Thursday night. They usually announce their album. But by the time you go online and search for that song, it's already everywhere. Why is it that our artists have not taken it upon themselves? They know these people. They know the people that own these platforms. Why do you think they don't really go after them? Is it part of the marketing or for them? Or do they really understand the implication of um, um, uploading their song in this uh, pirated platform? Exactly. That's, that's like the perfect questions for the artists to even answer because we as lawyer we keep repeating this and that's why we engage in a lot of um, webinars our creation of awareness we keep telling them at this initial stage all you are looking at you just want to make it you want to blow you want to be known and you're not looking at the larger picture if you lose everything at the at this inception what do you think you will have i've listened to stories of even the big artists narrating how their initial years, how bad and terrible it was. They will regret, as in they are regretting their actions when they started. But at that point, when they are starting, or when they started, if you're telling the person, this right, this right. I think, yes, I think the noise on the uh, the Alaba piracy is not some, it's not, it's the, the level of noise on the Alaba piracy it's not it's not the same you know thing with the kind of noise that we expect to hear from the artists on these online pirates the the pirate the noise we got on alaba pirates you know was much more bigger more impactful in fact there, there were protests there were a lot of uh, you know um, uh, litigations at the time but the online piracy why is there no strong voice or strong uh, action on the online is it helping them or is it promoting them more what exactly is the problem i don't know so i lost at the point i didn't get i heard the, the alaba side but I didn't okay let me i uh, can you hear me clearly now yeah so i was saying that the alaba pirates gets the larger hammer they always you know they're always in the news at the time you know in the, in the in, i think in early 2000 they used to accuse them of pirating music pirating their the movies pirating a lot of things they used to accuse them all of that and fast forward when the online platform you know surfaced we didn't get the same energy or the same kind of aggression that was meted at a lot of people on the online um pirates what exactly is reason you know, what are the reasons behind this the, the reason is very simple it's, it's difficult fighting piracy online not just for music and the rest everything even trademark infringement and the rest it's easier for one 
to go to Alaba with police and the Nigerian Copyright Commission and raid the shops and seize the cassettes and bundle them to the office or burn them. But it's not that easy when it comes to online piracy. Because uh, one, you have to, even if you want to take down a link or something, you have to follow procedure. You have to go as much as going through, if it's on YouTube, going to submission of um, petitions and the rest of them to take down the link, or if it is um, going through Google and the rest of them. So it's not that um, easy. And it's also easy to replicate infringement on the online space. For example, if you're searching for a song, you click on it, you will see not less than five, ten links where you can get it from. How many will you block? And as you are even blocking one or two, they are reproducing, they are opening other ones. So it's the digital environment came with its good side and with its bad side. It came with its good side, with um, it creates extra streams of income from artists, it makes them more popular, it takes their work far beyond even where they can expect. But the bad side of it is that it's also increased the infringement as aspect of the work of the there is a, there is a, um, uh, there is a, I think there is a group in America that actually um, fights this same thing. You know, they, they, they fight, they, I think it is a defense contract management agency. Um, once you post certain artists, you know, if you see the, the, the most American or foreign artists, if you post, if you ever have that, you know, if you ever pirate it online, they are going to send you a letter immediately that will demand that you pull it down from there immediately. It works like a robot. So they're able to detect that you have it in your platform and they're able to ask you to bring it down. So why, do we, why don't we have that in Nigeria? Why don't we have that same collection we society that does that online? Our, our, our laws have not um, developed to that extent. Like in the US, where you have the DM, the Digital Millennium um, Copyright Act, that provides for all these things you just said, even take down procedures when you take things down from online sites and the rest. Our Copyright Act is still uh, old. The last amendment to it was 1999. So all these issues are not contemplated under the Act. Though we have an amendment, um, a bill before the National Assembly, we are an amendment, a bill that seeks to amend the copyright act. And these issues that you mentioned, the takedown procedure and the rest of them are in that bill. But that bill has been pending, I'll tell you the thing, since 2015. It has been going from one house to the other until we have such. Uh, we'll still be managing the one we have and use it as much as we can to fight infringement. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, um, um, Christian. So if you are here and you want to ask a question to Christian, if you have one or two questions to ask, um, kindly step on and, you know, have the mic and uh, ask your question. So we are discussing the copyright and the creative. Now, um, Christian, before we have any person that will come on board to ask question, what exactly are you, is your advice to up-and-coming artists who wants to pay that contract before they pay that contract? What exactly are you telling the person to do first of all? Simple. Just have have a lawyer review the contract for you. Right? There are terms you may not be able to change because the record level is the because such contracts are usually not uh, usually contrast between unequal parties. There are terms I know you may not be able to change, but there are terms you can negotiate. Sign you and say, oh, you are you will remain here for five years of them. But you can reduce those terms to like maybe two years so that um, your slavery in quotes won't last for too long, right? And then when it comes to the issue of assignment, so we just say you are you hereby agree to assign. Assign is just like you're selling your your right, just like selling your land to another person, and you can't have, you don't have any right to go back to the land. But when it's licensing, you're giving the person permission to use, and you will still have a rationale interest, like you still have a right to use that thing. So when it comes to assignment, you know what you are assigning. Are you assigning the entirety of your rights for how much? Some will assign the right for a lump sum of money, a one-off pay, 
without making any reservation for maybe royalties or commission thereafter. You understand? Yeah. Because you have multiple of income. It's not just the tape you are selling. There are, you can go for performance on stage, you can go for event and the rest of them. Don't be surprisingly, some sign out all those rights. Like every income you get from your performance, from selling of the CD, from YouTube, monetization, from everything. They assign everything to the to the level. So just have a lawyer review your agreement and then um, if at least to explain the import of some of those clauses to you. In layman's understanding. Okay, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, so now the question I would like to ask is that when this, um, when your intellectual property is being infringed upon, what is the best or better way to go about it as an artist in order to retrieve your, your, your inter intellectual property back? What is the best approach to this? Okay, so um, first, it will depend on the IP rights. It will depend on the, the, the medium where the infringement occurred. And then, um, so if it's just like a song and somebody is using it, you can simply, you can demand payment. You can go to court. You can do that, of course, settlement. Let me use them, Casey, as an example. When Sajudu now wanted to sue, he sent a demand letter first. Cease and desist this thing you are doing don't release this song this and that and that and that he went ahead and released it and judo nam nam went to court right so you can there are so many mechanisms when it comes to copyright the ncc is even the fact in all the types of intellectual properties only copyrights that even the government will even help you to enforce your rights the ncc is there they do raids some of, of the time. They prosecute people on their own. So even if, you, if, for example, you don't want to take a civil action against the person and you think you you can leave it for the NCC, then they will prosecute the person in a criminal action, which will end up in imprisonment term or in fine. So there are enforcement mechanisms depending on the right that is being infringed and where it is happening. If like, let's say YouTube and somebody is uploading your song in a channel or whatever that's not yours, they have their procedures where you can request and take down, show a proof of the rest of the thing, and it's gone. Just the same way if, if you see somebody infringing your, or, your trademark or something on an e-commerce channel or on Jumia or the Ponga and the rest of their procedures, you will take to get them to pull it down or to remove it. Thank you so much. Um... Christian, for that insight, and I think um, we have um, we have uh, from from this end, I've actually exhausted all the questions. And uh, if you have any question to ask, uh, if you have anything to contribute, any further uh, contribution, kindly request for Mike, so we can make the contribution and call wrap it up for today. We've really had a very important conversation. We've been able to. Um, extract very much important um, answers from Christian. And any books? Do you have any question for Christian? Yeah, uh, I don't know if he's been, uh, you know, um, let me just ask you a question. You know, when it comes to Nigerian artists, you know, signs to Nigerian labels, the what uh, percentage of them do you think, um, you know, sign their, you know, their ownership to the, to the label, I mean, the, 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 of their, of their art, you know, their, their music or whatever. Do, do they sign totally to label or do they keep a certain kind of, of percentage of, of, of the money that comes in through that? Sorry, I didn't get the last aspect of the question. Okay. No, let, me, let me simplify it. I'm saying, like, when the Nigerian, uh, typical Nigerian artist is, who is signed to a Nigerian label, is signing you know, the yeah. deal, does he give away his rights to the label or do they try to keep it? That is right to ownership of the of the of his artwork. Even 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 um performers, um act, actors and actresses that that um act movies, these days, especially the big guys, these days they don't just take a lump sum and go. They still some of them still have in their agreements clauses that say, oh if this song, if this uh, movie makes it to Netflix and will make so 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 amount of money, I will still get this 
percentage or this commission, notwithstanding the initial payment, though, there are clauses like that. So these are things the young artists should also always look out for. You get a long sum payment, you assign your rights if you want, you license it if you want, but ensure that you are getting a fair payment for whatever it has been um, assigned or you know agreed upon. All right, any books? Are you satisfied with that answer? I, I know what I was trying to say, but I have um, an actual question. And, you know, it's about royalties. How do you, how, do you think that would ever happen in the Nigerian music industry? Like, getting your royalties on um, radio plays and all these things. How? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah people do get royalties. Like, I've mentioned it, I, I, it's, it's common over here. Like, people get royalties. Get artists from radio stations. You know, when it comes to radio stations and um, um, and um, 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 what's it called, TV stations. I know sometimes, sometimes it's the artists themselves that do give their songs to radio stations to play, especially when it's um, young artists or a new song that you're not even sure of how it's going to perform in the market, right? But aside those ones, radio stations when they play your songs and the rest of them, they pay royalties, and that's the essence of the collecting society. You can do it on your own, yes, and as an artist, you can. If they don't pay you, you sue them. If you go through the cases, there are cases where people have been able to get 700 million, 300 million, 100 million, 30 million as, you know, payment as damages for all this kind of infringement, right? If you know you cannot enforce it personally, which of course is not even advisable, because you can't reach out, you can't get the entire Nigeria and get them to pay right with you. Register your, your your rights with collecting societies. They, they know how to do it. It's not possible for them to get everybody. That's what I must admit to, but they can get it more than if you are doing it alone. They get realities from radio stations, from TV stations, mm -hmm. and the rest. But you, of course, you know there is also a backlash when it comes. For example, do you know that even churches are supposed to pay realities for using any maybe Christian songs in church? But you know, people will now tell you, ah, if you start attacking church, how, how do how, what will people now say this and that? And this is the this, these are the issues when you attack a radio station, the radio station say, okay, we'll never play your song again, or we'll never play, you know, all this kind of thing. I know that these are all considerations that they make, but in principle, yes, you can get your royalties from anybody that is using your song or playing your song or performing it or whatever. If you can't do it alone. You can, if you can, if you can't enforce that your rights by yourself, you engage the collecting society. They will do it for you. They will do it for you. All right. Um, thank you for that explanation on the question. So you you have clearly explained that it is not a government-owned um, sector um, institution or organization. It is it, it's usually yeah licensed by the uh, government. To operate as a, yeah, just like you rightly stated, yes. So, um, um, I'm sure that is clear enough. Uh, do you have further questions? Do you have further questions? Yes, it is. The next one was on um, some um, possibility of easily detecting um, what is it called, um, where a song is being played. Because I recall speaking with a manager, and he was telling me that he, he wishes that in the future that there's some form of technology that can dictate wherever my song is being played in some way yeah, so yeah. do you think there is a possibility of that in the tech world there's a possibility because it is already happening somewhere i remember in my office one time we hosted um some entertainers managers lawyers from all these big entertainment companies and it showed out like a display of uh, gave a display of how it works abroad. They have the technology. It, even if your song is being played in a church, in a mosque, anywhere, they know it's being recorded. They know how many times. They know the length. They know everything. So by the end of the month or the week, depending, you simply send in your royalties. We don't have that technology yet in Nigeria. They do it manually. They you know go to places they know that you are using this song or they hear it over the radio and then they come after you and the rest of them. But for me, since it's uh, since the technology is already there somewhere, with time it can come down to Nigeria. 
And I, I believe if any of these collecting societies really, you know, want to push their business forward, they are the ones, they are not government, so it's, and it's a business um, enterprise. They are the ones that will push for all these technologies and get them and know how. I know it won't be easy because, of course, we have our own issues when it comes to deployment of technology, but it's possible. It's already happening somewhere, so it can also happen in Nigeria. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. That's an, that answers. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. All right. Um, thank you. Um, so we just have um, Chris who stepped on the stage to. I'm sure, Chris, you have a question or contribution to make. No. Uh, good evening, everybody. Uh, I um, <laughs> I wanted to respond to what um, Ahmed was asking. Um, I thought you know maybe uh, Christian wasn't getting the question right. Uh, you know. Uh, understanding his question and yes um christian answered you very well um you can actually uh like i don't know if you use uh microsoft word or or, or pdf like you know you can create a, a document in pdf and you will actually like the way you you lock it down so that nobody can edit it and at the same time track uh uh, uh, who is using your PDF and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, like you said, uh, this technology exists. Um, Tech-wise, you can do everything, right? And you can even make a, a, a song uh, to, you know, you can create a song. Like, they can actually make a format of a song that uh, cannot play unless there is a form of uh, connection to the World Wide Web, right? Um, to be able to to track it properly, uh, or you know maybe via Bluetooth or, or any other um, tech, or they can actually do it the way where you can even if you're playing it and you don't have say internet, whenever that device connects to the internet, you can actually uh, extract all the information like how many times that song has been played in that uh, device. So yeah, um, these things exist. Uh, they are there. It's just that. Um, you know, uh, the, the the Nigeria is a, is a place where uh, um, we are when these people look around and then they see, oh, this is going to threaten our our um, the 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 the, uh, the luxury that we enjoy. Um, they will uh, kick against it, right? Uh, like I have always said, um, these uh, people, what they do is that uh, whenever uh, um, People bring ideas and uh, safeguards to put in in the system. They will kick against it, but they forget that it isn't. It, uh, these things are not meant for them. They are meant for, you know, maybe when they leave office, right? So that for the people that are going to come in, you don't know what their actions are going to be. Um, so you need to have that safeguard to to protect them. But you know, uh, um, technology is a thing that threatens uh, uh, tyrants or wherever you go, and you have. Um, uh, um, people with tyrannical intentions, right? So, uh, because they cannot control it. They don't have control over it because, you, you know, I, I, you can post some kind of uh, protest stuff in anywhere and they cannot even bring it down. So that part is one of the things that um, threatens them. Like, you know, you can record a song that, that is against them and for because they, they know they can shut it down if you don't have uh, uh, access to, the, to, to this text. So they make it hard for you to actually make it that that you know that goes far because uh, these kinds of texts they come they are good for you as an artist um, they, are, they are also good for the economy but it threatens their 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 own ability to to curtail your own uh, um, you know growth or say the way you uh, you you manage this and they want to be able to manage it so that is that is actually what is happening right so yeah that technology it, it does exist like. Um, like um, like Christian said, because you, you can you can know you should also know that um, when you are watching a television, they actually know how many people are connected to that television. You know, uh, be it via um, um, I don't know. Uh, you know, the, the one we used to have analog. You know, they um, they they uh, when you go leave the, the shores of Nigeria, they know how many people are connected. They know they know the shares that that, that you know uh, the amount of people that are watching that television at that moment. That's why. That's how they come to know what is prime time and all these and you know all all those jargons that they that you hear um, uh, people in the in, uh, entertainment industry throw around, right? So yeah, they exist. I just want to explain the tech part. So you know. 
thank you thank, thank you Chris, for thank that you. thank you for that explanation yeah it does exist um i remember where they usually uh, calculates the number of views on a particular program the number of listeners on a particular program and you're able to gather that's how they get to know when a song gets um to opt it gets a platinum gold or silver or whatever you know click precisely so they have a technology that monitors this, but it does not exist in Nigeria. But then um, uh, the, the, the point we are actually looking at is how the uh, you know, young artists, up and coming artists, how they are going to be protected, how, what they need to know, you know before they delve into the industry um, so that they will not be exploited or will not regret their action. Um, so these are the things that we are looking at and uh, we've listened to the lawyer uh, Christian, who gave us a very detailed um, background on this. And um, of course, we, we have also asked a couple of questions. Some of us have asked questions um, on things that we need to know more. And I believe we have really learned so much. I myself have learned so much. Uh, I don't know about you, if you are just joining us. Um, please do go and check this out when it comes out you know, later in the day um, on Amegu. Just go and check it, Amegu, on every platform. It's on Spotify, it's on Audiomark, it's on YouTube, it's everywhere. You can check them out, follow the page, and, uh, of course, support what they are doing. They're promoting entertainment and creative industry in a, in a, from the Southeast perspective. And we are looking at possible ways of um, uh, growing and uh, nurturing the industry within the Southeast. I thank you everyone for joining us and contributing and making their mark, um, their, point, their, their opinion heard and contributing one way or the other to make this a very successful one. Um, we'll do this some other times and we'll have to continue to preach the gospel till it yields the, the, the right fruits. And from here, um, I'll bring, um, I'm able to come and give us um, a vote of thanks and so that we call it a day. Hello. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us once again. Um, like Ute mentioned, we try our best to make these conversations available on all music platforms so that you can share it with your friends and other creatives. Um, thank you to Christian uh, for being resourceful tonight. Uh, we intend to make our conversations with Christian a series. Uh, so please expect to be seeing uh, more of him here on this space, and we hope his schedule would also allow him. Uh, before we leave, Christian, any final words? Uh, I, I thought I should ask you that. Do you have any final words? Um, just to say thank you for having me, and um, thank you for the conversations, the contributions, and um, it's been a happy evening. Thank you, everyone. All right. Thank you very much. From Amegu, please do follow us and tell people about us. From Amegu, it is good night uh, for now. Good night, everyone.